Hello and welcome to another episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no airshows to review. My name is Sam, joining me in this episode are... Dom. Dan. And Ian. <laughs> and Dan's Biscuits. And Dan's Biscuits, <laughs> Dan's biscuits. If, if, you, if they come through on the microphone. Um, so, this uh, week we've got, I think, I think the first airshows any of us have been to this year. Bear in mind the season's only really just started i guess uh well no, i suppose it's been going for about a month now but um anyway uh we've got a couple of air show reviews to get through and then we're going to talk about one of the uh certainly in our whatsapp group and probably i would guess in the in the wider conversation as well one of the hot topics um we'll get onto that later and then maybe maybe we'll see what what comes comes next bit of a wild card perhaps but uh first of all um I went to the Shuttleworth All uh, Round the World Air Show, and Dom, you went to the Midlands Air Festival. So why don't you why don't you tell us about that? So and uh, what what may or may not have have happened? Yeah, so I went yesterday, <laughs> Sunday, which would have been um, third year in a row now. Big advocate for the event. It's a really good family day out. Yeah, less than forty five minutes from home. Um, beautiful weather i've got a stonking sunburn in some really weird places but we won't go there <laughs> and do you know what i did i did wonder where that was going but it was yeah. a family you know, day you know you know you know what they, <laughs> they say about the the, the 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 best place on the body to absorb vitamin d no your no? foot your anus is the is like the most <laughs> try to relax your anus best, the best anyway. place on your body apparently <laughs> relax your anus <laughs> try to relax your anus <laughs> We're meant to be serious. <laughs> imagine, imagine the uh, the organisers get hold of this. <laughs> Not going to offer us free tickets, are they? Um, anyway, <laughs> serious face. Yeah, good little event. It was a cracking lineup, but I don't know. Something just felt a bit missing from the whole day. Um, I don't know whether it was just there was a lot of filler acts put on all at one time, and then oh really? The good stuff was left to the last. Hour and a half, in two what, hours. In what way? In what way? So you had. I'll try and get the. The lineup back up again, two seconds. So between sort of one o'clock and 2.45, aside from the Draken, we'll come on to that in a second. We had a Gyro, mm. Grob Pair, Stamp Display Team, Osta, and the Gazelle Squadron. It just felt that all those acts. In one chunk, I know it's a bit boring, but then mm. the stuff that had either side of it Rolls Royce Heritage Flight, Battle Broom and Royal Flight Hurricane. Uh, it was meant to be the C 47 Dragon Moot, but it wasn't. It was the D Day Marked RAF 1, Vampire, Bronco, the Wing Walkers, and the Falcons. I think they could have been split up a bit more throughout the day rather than just clumped together at the end sure I think just mm. it just took a bit took a bit out of the day it was a bit hard to watch not that you know the acts are bad very good bad mm. very good acts but just a bit I mean when we did when poor, Sam and poor, I did poor pacing yeah when, in fact Don were you there for um, Paracel Legend in 2019 yeah I can't remember if you were there yeah so I remember for that it was I'd never been to a show quite like before. Where it started with like the diminutive stuff, like the slower quote acts, and then it built up as the show sort of progressed. But it was quite sort of like bang, 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 one after another. Was there quite big gaps between the acts, or was it, you know, like what time did the display start and what time did it did it finish? It was twelve o'clock start, and the Falcons finish the show at just before six o'clock but randomly they have a 40 40 minute tea break in the afternoon <laughs> okay <laughs> that's unusual yeah they just stopped for that's 40 minutes odd yeah oh, and, but there was anything like rc planes or nothing no they were they, oh, they do have radio control aircraft there but that's uh, that was about 11 o'clock 11 till 12 see i'd have put them in in that gap and being like, right, 
the display is going to stop for mind you i guess if an rc plane just like plows into the ground it might delay proceedings or whatever but we've got 40 minutes to clear it up <laughs> all of Ragley Hall's just on fire just littered in all little airplanes <laughs> in the trees in the pylons in a pram yeah still maybe not about the dragon. <laughs> so go, go on then so so for, for context obviously the, the reason we sort of are talking like this was there was there's been quite a lot of consternation about the dragon, which was already like quite I mean it's a very a very sort of genteel family style show booking for only one day one of the a fast jet not just a fast jet but one of the most sought after the, one of the rarest aircraft in uh, Europe yeah definitely in the world um and it was a very sort of out of place but then on the day uh people don't seem to have been very happy i think that there's two ways you can look at it you can look at it from the fact that well, so, so what what actually happened? What 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 did it well, do? What did it amount to in the end? So it was on at, it was on for two o'clock. It was a couple of minutes late, maybe five five ten past two. It turned up, so there was a big gap, and the commentators were really bigging it up. They were, you know, it's going to be really loud. It's going to be a really good display, and you know, rah rah rah. And then when it actually come, it arrived about. Two and a half thousand feet. It did three circle passes, and I don't know if you know Ragley Hall or the layout of it. It's you're sort of in a natural amphitheatre, and there's trees to your left, mm. and it's sort of a dog leg display. And it, it disappeared behind the trees after its third pass, and that was it. The commentary team, I don't think they knew it had finished, but mm. everyone was a bit like, "Is that it? Is that it?" You know, because they've been bigging it up so much. And, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment. You know, all the hype they're giving it pre-show as well. You know, if you follow on the social media, every post about the Sunday was, we got the amazing Draken. It's going to be, yeah. you know. Hmm. And yeah. for me personally, it was first, I don't know if he's actually been to an inland UK show but it's since, but the last time I saw it was at Waddington 2014. Or last time I saw yeah. a dragon, even that was a twin seat. So the single seat yeah. one turned up on the day. So, you know that that yeah, adds I think it's even more of you know what a coup it was for for the, the event. But to do that, you know, two and a half thousand feet, three passes, and then go, and then it was some forty-five minutes to an hour. The commentators said, "Well, for those that are asking about you know what happened to the dragon, it was." fuel limited because air traffic control had made it hold mm. somewhere you know outside of Teesside where it based itself but I don't know surely they would have known that before the display that it was fuel limited I don't know it just felt a bit flat disappointing mm. that what happened and mm. but then I am you know a lot of people are saying you know on our group chat as well that it's the first time it's been seen in inland for God knows how many years. So you should be grateful that you saw it, but for the hype we got, not really. Yeah. Hopefully it's set a precedent or something for, for other shows. It demonstrates that it can be displayed mm. in the UK. So yeah. hopefully we'll get it somewhere else. I wonder if it would have been better. It's a bit like the whole, when the BBMF say that they're going to do a fly past, usually the BBMF fly past, particularly the Lancaster, yeah. the short season premiere was like a stonks sort of like give it the full beans all the way around the dog. Well, funny enough, we'll, we'll get onto that later because the Lancaster actually did do a display display um, this mm. week, but I, could, I'll, I think that's that's something I'm going to highlight. But, but yeah, sorry. I think the thing, I mean, maybe they'd have been best doing that. I know when they initially said they got the Draken, a lot of people were like, well, hang on a minute, how have you managed to get a, a fast jet post yeah. them? And they said it's a specially adapted display. And they never really went into what that meant. So, I mean, the thing is, I've we've seen, as, as Dom just alluded to, I've seen the Draken in 2014 at Riyadh, Waddington, sorry. And then I've seen it display in... Denmark and it, it's a big old not particularly maneuverable jet 
it's not going to do much yeah. anyway in the whatever shut up man <laughs> <laughs> i could give them compared to an rc airplane that's big yeah um yes. it's not going to be you know it's not going to be like a rafale or a typhoon or something like that um i i can understand your disappointment from the shots that came out from i and i don't i've never been to ragley hall um from the naughty fields the shots look cool but obviously because they were underside passes for you guys Yep. Yeah. Um. And top sides on the other side, but, but even then, those it's, it's, naughty fields would have been so far away from the actual display. Well, because the circles it. were that yeah. large that it flew. Yeah, that's it. I mean, really? it's very easy for me to sit here and go, "Oh, well, you should be pleased that you've seen it," because I wasn't there, sort of thing. But you know, if the commenters, yeah. commentators have been saying like, "Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a, like a proper." shock and all value sort of display then i can understand why you'd be a bit miffed and i think you know going back to the point that it's not very uh you know maneuverable compared to like you said a rafale or a typhoon so then why restrict it to two and a half thousand feet passes two and a half thousand feet is weird it's weird that um that that, that was you know that's extremely high yeah. for an air display. Yeah, um, and you have to wonder what what was going on there. I mean, maybe there is maybe there's more to get from it. Maybe that was a, a restriction placed on it. Maybe it was a just a miscommunication. I mean, the the Swedish, you know, the, the swath of they know how to display them. They've they've put on full displays, obviously, in other countries, mm. um, and and they are. Even those, and much of this discussion we've had has been, well, actually, even the full display itself at an air show isn't much more, which I kind of disagree with because it is, because it's, you know, lower and you do get the passes. When they're close to the crowd, they are either generally level or underside passes because, as Nigel um, described it, they're doing the, the display from the 80s, basically, which was not a mm. photographer's display. It was a, you know showing the plane is in front of you display um obviously when it's displayed for us displayed in an air show it's considerably lower than 2500 feet to be fair um mm. i i certainly don't agree with the with the with the idea just be happy that you saw it um but i also i think and I, and I and trying to reconcile it with the fact that obviously it was it was the center of the media and the center of the marketing and they were hyping it up and all of that but if you write the show off which you're not doing Dom obviously I mean you you've also given some other criticisms but if you write the show off because the dragon wasn't whatever you were expecting it to be in your head then you're you're doing the show a disservice because it was never ever going to be a full display anyway um I don't I, I, I don't know what to expect, but I, I would have just ex- personally would have expected just a few flat passes um, mm. and not really anything more simply because it's a fast civilian jet in, you know, the, the current CAA restrictions. Um, it sounds like to what it sounds to me from an outside, having not been there, is that there's just been a, a big miscommunication probably at multiple points by the sounds of things you know the there was this all this confusion about was it teesside or norwich there was all the confusion apparently about these routes that it had to take and and you know obviously we don't know the ins and outs of that because you know maybe it was meant to hold by atc so that it didn't slam into the side of an airliner you know it, it's we, we don't we don't know exactly why that was maybe it was a big miscommunication on their part maybe they they failed the wrong plans maybe Ragley Hall, maybe the the organizer of the air show f- filed something wrong or said, you know, we, we put things in wrong. Uh, it, it, we, I'm sure it'll come out, to be fair. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's um, it's a difficult one because I, I also think that there has been a lot of anger about <laughs> about what happens that isn't <laughs> yeah. quite justified. Yeah, um, I think I mean, getting angry is... is is an overreaction, an unnecessary overreaction. Um, a lot of people saying they booked a whole day's ticket on the yeah. premise of one act. Well, that's just stupid. That's, it's a whole air show. It's, 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 it's always a mistake to make because you could get there and on the day, it breaks. 
Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. it doesn't happen yeah. at all. You know, some and people. I've, all, I think we've, we've all we've all been to stuff when the Star Act hasn't has turned broken. up. Yeah. yeah, and I don't I mean, want to say that I'm disappointed because I'm not because I had a whole day to rescue, you know, and, and it was it was a good day out, and you know, I said I think I said before last year, it's an air show that I go to to watch an air show. I don't take mm. my camera. I take mm. my partner who has very minimal interest in aircraft, and we just have a great day out. Yeah. So it's a shame that what happened, but I'm not really disappointed at it. I got my money's yeah. worth. You know, 20, yeah, twenty-eight I quid mean, for a, for a whole day's air show in a belting sunshine. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. And you got the um, and you know, as you say, there was a bit of filler, but on the whole, the the lineup, you know, there was the vampire there. I think the T11 vampire, the Bronco, the as you say, the Rolls Royce Mark 19, and the P51 Mustang. Yeah, I must say the, well, the way that, I they they come in together. The Mustang and the the Rolls Royce Heritage flight, I think their official title title is. Mm. But they don't come in in formation. Um, they do a, they do a single pass together. The Mustang goes to hold while the Spitfire displays, and then the Mustang comes in, does this display. I think that's a bit weird as well because just fly together, give a photo opportunity with the two airframes yeah. together, and then go into the display. It's a bit. Do you know? Do you know who the pilots are? Oh, they did say the names, but I can't remember. Be interested to know because obviously it being the Rolls Royce. Yeah, that sounds very BBMF-esque. You know, when you get the Spitfire or the Hurricane or whatever, they'll do like APAS if they're not with the Lancaster, mm. and then they'll do, go into their respectful displays with one holding behind. Very, very respectful. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, speaking of the BBMF, I guess, um, what you were saying earlier about that what has traditionally been the case, both at Shuttleworth, but I think as a general rule at any show, has been for many years that the if the BBMF are doing their display, certainly compared to other um, civilian warbird operators, has traditionally been fairly tame. They're very undersidey. They're very you know not particularly powerful or dynamic and they have their reasons the RAF the BBMF will always turn around and say well we want to keep these aircraft flying for another 100 years and I think they're absolutely justified in saying that and I think as a memorial flight you know they're not there to you know but pull the rivets mm. out of them and and they I think they it's a perfectly justifiable line uh, to to mm. give you know that they're there to just to show the airplanes in the air um, but traditionally, that's always been the case compared to whenever they do a fly past when it has been noted that actually they've sometimes been a lot more dynamic and actually do sometimes put the aircraft a bit more through their paces than in the traditional display, um, which has always sometimes meant that when they're simply down as a fly past, you're getting a bit more out of them, sometimes a top mm. side, sometimes a bit of a faster pass and stuff like that than you would in an actual display. And... Um, the last few years, I can't remember when the first one was, if it was pre-COVID or not, but the the Lancaster, when I started going to Shuttleworth, which was only 2015 or thereabouts, um, maybe a bit earlier, the, the Lancaster wasn't ever really, they never really did um, Shuttleworth. And it was then suddenly a few years ago, the Lancaster started, or sorry, as the commentary put it, the Lancaster, which was the first time I'd ever heard it pronounced like that. And I, I, I didn't, didn't enjoy it. That makes um, me sick. The Lancaster couldn't 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 do with that. Um, the Lancaster suddenly st- started doing loads of shuttleworths and has been to quite a few in the last few years. And every time mm. they've done it, they have basically done a fly past, which has involved a massive hooning topside round the dogleg at Shuttleworth. And everyone has loved it because suddenly everyone has start been getting the topside shots of Lancaster that they've never got before because every single display it's always just a very um, um not not quite sombre but but um not tedious either but like you know very very sombre basically <laughs> um underside passes showing off the bombay pass with the gear down all of that and 
it was in complete contrast to all of that and and was never anything more than actually it was really doing in those underside passes because it was you know flat turning at a quite heavy bank angle you just never saw mm. the top of it and it was fantastic at shuttleworth that it did that absolutely amazing and then yesterday it was down as lancaster brackets display and that obviously sort of makes you wonder is it going to be the sort of two typical just undersidey but actually on the day they came in they entered with a whopping great i mean I'm, it was actually i was not quite in the crowd line i so i went with my, my partner and, and my mum um we just had a lovely day on the sun but we were you know two two odd meters back from the crowd line and you were looking right up at the lancaster like it was so on top of the crowd it was amazing not i mean it wasn't a crowd oh, wow. or anything like that but it was i was looking right up at it i mean I, you know i was pointing it up with my lens and it was almost like a side on where we were <laughs> it was it was wasn't as good a photograph as people got at the last show but to see it was like wow wow look what it's doing you know wow yeah and then went into its regular display which was uh i mean it was actually it was just a couple of passes first one opening the bombay second one closing the bombay then came in came round did a gear down pass all of which was actually all the better for being at shuttleworth because it is that it was that much closer you know when mm. it was doing those passes it was felt very close and it looked good and you know in that sort of setting everything always looks that little bit better quite a nice low gear down pass as well then finished off with another sort of in the opposite direction whopping great topside round round the bend so you sort of got the best of both worlds. And actually, it has to be said, credit to them, even when they are down for a display, obviously the, the occasion being the 80th Dan Buster's anniversary and all of that made sense that it would be a full display. But for them to still cater it to Old Warden and for everything that is, you know, the, the best about Old Warden, those those curving dogleg passes, they still did it with the Lancaster, which is always... I, I can no longer take it for granted uh, you know after we nearly lost it with that engine fire mm. it's always one of the most impressive aircraft to see just the size and the noise and the presence of it and it looks fantastic and and it's a lancaster you know or, or a lancaster but um stop that yeah i mean and and really just fantastic fantastic to see great to see them do a display but still with the top sides and catered to old warden and yeah really good but the overall show, very good and always helps. You know, Shuttleworth is is always perfect when the sun is shining and it's, you know, mm. no clouds in the sky and everything's flying. They didn't put the World War One and earlier stuff up because it was quite breezy, like it was quite gusty. And actually when they were, the, 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 the trainer formation that, that they always tend to do, you know, the Tutor, B2 and Tiger Moth um, were flying around. <clears throat> You could see in the formation how much they were wobbling around. Like, I think just above tree level, it looked incredibly windy. Yeah. Um, but actually, the flying was fantastic. Any and, any other visitors? Well, uh, one of the things that actually attracted me most on the, on the list online was the shipping and airlines um, uh, Dragonfly, which is extremely rare. And I've only ever seen it that one time when we went to Cywell, uh for the, the first radial trainer and transport flight. Yeah, the red one. Yeah. Um, didn't actually turn up, sadly. Oh. Uh, and I gathered it was meant to do a fly or, you know, a joint sequence with the collection um, Dragon Rapide, mm. uh, which was then switched to doing it with the Anson, which also then just went unserviceable on the day, so it, it didn't happen either. Um, but that didn't turn up the... You know, I'm not just going to list everything, but I mean, pretty much everything was good. The Bouchon, the Arco Bouchon. Oh, which one was it? Was uh, that... I can't remember off the top of my head because I have a bad memory for these kind of things, but it was the sort of greeny yellow one. Might have been Yellow 10? Uh, uh, the three bladed prop one. Oh, I wasn't Count counting the propellers. too fast. <laughs> 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 um. I can't remember, but anyway, John Romain was flying it, and it was a mega display, very powerful, nice. very fast, very punchy. Um, did some some great top sides as as usual, um, mm. and it was just I was actually quite blown away by that. Um, you had the Silver Spitfire, which was great, although that was nice. tended to be quite high. 
and this was sort of the debate I wanted to get onto later of do do warbirds need to do aerobatic routines, you know, full loops, rolls and all of that. Um and that sort of made me ponder the question. Maybe we can discuss that in a bit. But um but yeah, I actually think two of the best displays were the little aerobatics displays they had. One was the Cap Ten. Nice. Uh and I have to confess I, I, I can't remember the name of the pilot now, which which does him a disservice. Um and then they had uh the Booker Youngman, which was f- wasn't flown by uh, It was Pete Kinsey, I think. It was Pete Kinsey, yeah. It was Anna Walker's um aircraft. It was flown by Pete Kinsey. Flown by Pete Kinsey. Um both of which were just very entertaining, very, very well flown routines. Perfect for Shuttleworth. Yeah, uh, and it was just a perfect, perfect day out in the sun. Has nice. to be said. And the collection flying was typically very good, you know, as as usual. Um opened with the the Spitfire Sea Hurricane, uh Lysander and Gladiator, which none of which maybe they weren't running very well, but didn't really feel like they did much of a, or certainly the first two didn't do much of a routine each but uh otherwise it was good but it has to be and it, and it was a, a very good show very very enjoyable um just and and you can't beat shuttleworth when it's sunny you know when it, it can be a bit flat when it's cold and gray as any air show can but shuttleworth in particular but you know when the when it's that kind of weather it's just perfect but mm. it does have to be said that the tickets are are maybe getting a bit too much now. Like it was thirty-five pounds for Each. largely, yeah, for what was mostly, you know, as any show there, mostly the collection show, and obviously, if you've never been there before, it's probably it probably is great value for money for for what it is there, and it is always you know a fantastic collection. But if you are a regular, and I've been to many many shuttles now, and I think quite a few of us have. You are you will be getting to a point where you are just paying you know a lot of money for the same stuff you've seen before, and while it is a lovely day out, you know, and you bring a picnic basket and all that sort of stuff, and you're with nice people and, and good company, but thirty five pounds is a lot of money for a show of that nature, yeah. and actually it felt not empty, but it felt not full at all, which is Shuttleworth of the past was always tended maybe to so be it's like, a that, bit like but, that. We got there after eleven o'clock, and we were parked in the front row, just in the second, second little car park in the main area. Like we weren't even in the in the next field on. So, um, it, I was I was surprised how few people were there. Well, you never know. The middle the the draw of the dragon might have pulled people because you've got two shows on not too far away from one another on the same weekend. In fact, no, you had more than that because you got. Torbay Air Show was on. Uh, Midlands Air Festival, Old Warden. I think there was something one? in Exeter as well. I think one of the no, I, I think I think that was the stuff that was based for Torbay. Well, I'm pretty at sure Midlands Air Fest. I don't know if it was the. I can't. I think it might have been the BBMF Hurricane. Um, they said they were going down to display it Exeter. I don't know whether that was, um, was going maybe they meant Tor Bay because it's not very far from Exeter. Yeah, maybe yeah. it meant it was going down to Exeter to join the other stuff. I don't know. So there were quite a few flypasts for the BBMF this weekend because they did. Yeah, they were quite Seven Valley and mm. all sorts mm. around. Uh, remember me? Um, you were you were saying you couldn't remember the name of the uh, pilot Sam of the Cap Ten? It was Christophe Simon or Simon. Yes, that's right. I knew it was a sort of French-sounding name. Um, that was a, a G G Reg Cap Ten, very and very well flown. The Did, yellow and red was... one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it last year at Midlands Airfest. Good, very good display. Yeah. Very good routine. The now in itself is not an interesting aeroplane because it's a Vans RV Seven. But was there a Vans RV Seven there? There was. Because well I was Dan. just having a look then, and I didn't realise that that was it the was the, uh, the record breaking one. Yeah, the London to Cape Town one. And actually, that was a very good display. Like it was, I'd never seen a, an RV seven move like that before. It was, it was <laughs> very, very powerful. I heard good stuff about Team Raven. To be fair, exactly what I was going to say. They were really good. Mm. They were really, really good. Because they're six now, aren't they? Is it six yeah. or is it five? Six, six. Yeah, I think. so. I mean, I remember. I saw them. Whoa, quite a while ago now. 
um, at Old Serum, and I thought they were actually quite good. They were very tight, they were very quite punchy mm. and stuff like that. I mean, the aircraft, as I say, in itself is not that interesting. Um, it doesn't sound like a flying vuvuzela, like an extra, but... Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... You know, I uh, yeah, it was. It's nice to see that because um, I think they're now the biggest civilian display team in the UK now. At the demise no, have of to the, be, yeah. at, at the demise of the Aero Stars and mm. the Yakovlevs, I think. Yeah. So, but um, Sam, you were saying about um, Pete Kins's display and the Youngman. I remember seeing that at Flying Legends as well one year. Um, in fact, no, I tell like it was Anna Walker actually flying it. And it's got to be one of the best vintage aerobatic displays I've ever seen. I'd say so. The um, highlight cause... the highlight is when they do a, a, a circle turn with slow rolls around. I was just each about turn. to say the same thing. Like Incredible. it's actually like <laughs> phenomenal flying. Really, it's, really, it's... really impressive. Yeah, really good. Um snap rolls all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really impressive. I'm happy to see a vintage airplane like that, or a young Meister, or something like that, doing aerobatics display. Well, they they were Whereas, that the sort of era equivalent of well, extras and 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 vans and all of that, aren't they? Really. Well, that's it. And um, you know, don't forget during the Olympics they had. I'm pretty sure was it 1936. Aerobatics was they an Olympic sport. Uh, correct. As and in fact, that young man is marked up with the Olympic ra- uh, circles on them, Olympic rings. Is it that one? Because there was one that used to yeah. do well, one well, in well, every year. Oh, with um, Olympic rings. I'm going to find the reg now. Talk among yourselves. Talking about prices, though. Come um, back to what you're saying. It's a good point because I I wanted to take Laura uh, and Evie, especially Evie, to a first air show, and I did consider Midlands Air Festival, but we couldn't commit to the date so we didn't get around to do anything um i think cosford would have been a bit too much uh mm-hmm. for them so i did consider in fact i was still thinking i think the best one would be a, a shuttleworth show because i think evie would enjoy that because basically dan's fine every plane um <laughs> it doesn't matter what it, I'm, I'm what it is <laughs> she'd be she'd be irrelevant but I, i'm pretty sure because I, I went quite a bit towards the end of the the, the last decade uh, I think it you know, would have been like five, four or five times in 2018, 2017, something like that. Um, and I'm sure you could get the ticket on the day before and it was like 20 quid or something and yeah, only 22 they, quid a day. Yeah. It, it is quite yeah. a hike. And I, I thought about going and I, I just can't quite justify it. I, I, I will go at some point this, this year. I we mean, will go. But yeah, if it is true not, what you say. You, you're going to, you are sort of guaranteed to see some of the same things, and the weather yeah, just play if, if a you're, part. If you're not a regular, if you've not been before, I don't think it's. If and if you decide to go, you know, I only bought the tickets a couple of days beforehand on on Friday. Um, you know, if you're looking at the forecast and it's a stunning day, you'll have a good day out, and I don't think you would rue the amount of money that you'd spent because it's Shuttleworth and the atmosphere is special yeah, and yeah. you know there's obviously the museum to see and you've got the Swiss gardens and all of that sort of stuff um so there is there is more to it if you're into that kind of thing um and photographically obviously it's fantastic I don't so, so as a one-off you wouldn't necessarily I don't think it's you, you, you can't you wouldn't necessarily turn your nose up just at the price yeah, but if you are yeah. a regular and have been many many times before I think you would question the price, and I, I'm interested to know what the justification is. I'm sure they are recovering a lot of money from COVID, obviously, mm-hmm. um, as everyone is. But whether they would be bringing in more by lowering the price and having more people coming in, I'm sure they've looked into it. I'm sure they, you know, they're not idiots. They're not probably know what they're doing. Um, but it's just interesting because, obviously, if you if you are someone who would normally as go as a regular, you probably wouldn't be doing that now with, you know, you know, fifty fifteen pound extra increase you know nearly well a better part of about 70 percent you end up picking your shows don't you like you you do yeah. the ones that have got a theme like is it fly navy they do, i can't remember if they're doing fly navy yeah this year. fly navy it, and the military you know, show got more visiting that aircraft. Yeah. yeah that's it um or like when the when the dakotas come back if they if they come back 
to yeah, old yeah. warden and you know you'd go for something like that but maybe like a run of the mill shuttleworth then yeah i can understand why it's not quite as appealing and some of the and, evening shows as well the, the light is, is just sublime i've uh, done a couple yeah. of those and i mean that yeah that's definitely worth it but I don't mm. think I can see myself going four times in a year again, like I, mm. like I used to. Yeah, I think that was going to be... No. You know, yes, it's £15 just on the tickets, but you've also got how much has petrol gone up by. You know, yeah. For me, yeah. it's, it's an, yeah. at least an hour and a half drive. You know, so I'll have you know, 15, 20 quid extra petrol on top of a £15 price increase. For, yeah. you know, if you buy food there, which... Is, Shuttleworth is one of the rare venues that I actually do buy food there. I had a good sausage there once. Oh, they're, they're they, do, they, they actually do do great food there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You have to get a sausage. Ian, take your day. take your mind out of the gutter, you <laughs> dirty man. <laughs> just That's just the way you came out Ian, honestly. <laughs> I had a good sausage there. <laughs> I did have a good sausage. It was lovely. Where's just what I needed need after. Just, just what I needed after a long flight in a Cessna. <laughs> Sorry, PA twenty eight. But yeah, they, I mean, they they put a post on Facebook saying they were, they had been trying to work out ways to stop the price from going up too much. So I guess you know, as with everything, I'm sure insurance has gone up massively. I'm sure their fuel prices and all of that have gone up massively, and you know, all of that, and of course, recovering costs from the pandemic and, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's not, you know, I'm not saying well, why isn't it still twenty pounds and all of that, but. It's just more the fact that if you are inclined to go regularly, which I think a lot of people would be because of the venue that it is, you're probably not going to be doing it anymore. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how things go. Um, you know, it wasn't empty at all. And and it's it's it was still very, very nice atmosphere there because everyone, it was the typical sort of Shuttleworth crowd that, you know, they know what everything already is. So <laughs> you've also got the commentary, which is... Very unique to Shuttleworth, put it like that. I still maintain that if I was to, if I was to take someone like, I don't know, a friend of mine to an air show for the first time, it would be a Shuttleworth show, probably. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's just, just you know, so. My, both both my mum and Cat were, you know, loving the planes that were there, but you know, mum was making comments about how low and how close they were, and that's yeah. that's what gets you, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Um, that's exactly it, and that's why my parents enjoyed the East Coast show so much because it's just like in your face sort of thing. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll have the the, the Warbird discussion for another time because uh, getting towards the end of our period, I guess. But um, the major topic I thought we might talk about today is the infamous Skyvan, um, the <coughs> commercial air-to-air um, product that's become available now. Um, is it you know, available, though? Ye- well, it's not being, it's not being made available to myself. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> but, this, but this is the thing, isn't it? Was decades, you know, 20 years ago, sort of, and thereabouts, air-to-air photography was something that... F- very a very select elite photographers did and it was something well to some degree but it was something that it wasn't accessible it was something that was traditionally something people did at a very once you know they get a very prestigious stage in their career it was something that they you know had a name for you could name someone like katsuhiko tokunaga john dibbs who who was famous famous because what he was producing was unique and stood out and was in in an era when obviously photography itself was less common because people didn't have the 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 good investment that that the dslrs became um Mm. so you had less of that going on but now now you've got this this thing where as long as you've got the right amount of money you can you you can get yourself an air-to-air shoot um with the sky van with there are a few different outfits out there the the biggest one uh, is Aviation Photo Crew, but there's also Iron Bird, um, and there's there's a you know a few others around the world. Now Ian has done this quite a few times. Um, Sorry, 
but only only with Iron Bird at, at Cosford. What, 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 give 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 us tell tell us what it's like. Tell us what doing air to air photography is like in that in that sense of 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 obviously you're not in the back seat of a fighter jet, but you you know you, you've got an open door on a on a commercial air, or a, you know a civilian aircraft, and you're photographing air show participants. What is that like? Talk talk us through that. Um, yeah, I mean it's not. It isn't as glamorous as you think it is, um, because it is freezing cold. You are at height, yep. um, but oh my god, it is worth it. Um, I I was trying to think. Uh, uh, we've spoken about this at length, and it is relatively new air to air stuff. And I think I'm pretty sure Iron Bird did start doing stuff at Riyadh in the early 2010s. So they did start. Well, they. They did. I remember famously they did the Greek Corsairs. Yes, yes, yeah. they did. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but then it turned into Aviation Photo Crew, who have done it for the last goodness knows how many years now. Um, and yeah, it, it's become part and parcel of well, not just Ria, is it? There, but um, what they were when Yeverton was about, they were doing the arrivals and departures there. Uh, of course, they do stuff all over the world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing, I think, it, well, it would have been 2017, I think, when the MiG-29 and the Hurricane were at Cosford. Uh, and yeah. I remember being on the platform, as is the norm, on the Saturday, and the Skyvan came in with the MiG-29 and the Hurricane behind it, and everybody was trying to snap away. I mean, there were there were quite high specs in the in the distance and I just thought I'd, I'd love to do that as much as we, you know it's going to be expensive but you know one day I'd, I'd love to do that and I inquired sent a few messages out obviously with the aviation photo crew as well looked into that and I knew it was going to be expensive but I was quite surprised at how expensive it was and I think mm. probably 2018 it was I've got a figure of about 3,600 or something in my mind. It might be a bit more than that, a bit less than that. Um, Is that per day? I think that was, that was for the whole the whole thing. Um, that So that, that would have been for Ria. And I, I mean, I, I you kind of got no chance of getting on there because one, it gets booked up very quickly, as you can imagine. Yeah. But two, the other thing as well, which <laughs> is kind of the elephant in the room, you do have the same names that are on there. Um whether they pay or not, I don't know. That's something else. But you did it a lot, not the same people. Well, yeah. I mean, there 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 is another side of this, just that discussion, which yeah. we won't go into the podcast because it becomes quite personal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe that's not not for us to discuss on this. But anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I say I kind of dismissed it because it was just out of my league, um, really. But I thought, you know, one day I, I don't want to do it. And then an opportunity arose uh, for 2019 at Cosford. Kind of strange set of circumstances uh, in the end, but yeah, ended up doing my first air-to-air photography shoot, 2019. I, I, I pretty much shitting myself, to be honest, because first time doing anything like this, I'm, I'm not afraid of flying at all. Um, but we you had... You you're flying with me. Well, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were supposed to have a sky van. Uh, the one we were supposed to have uh, went tech, so there was no Skyvan available. So we ended up getting G Eels, which is Glass Eels Limited in Gloucester. They're surveying Cessna uh, 208. Um, so instead of shooting out the back, uh, as you would do in the Skyvan, they take the cargo door to the side uh, and you all shoot out the side of that. So for one, yeah, it's, it is different to everything else because you're not getting the head-on shots everybody else gets. Mm. And yeah, you can, I, I know you get the dynamic crossover shots but for me i prefer doing stuff out of the side because you get a bit more of the aircraft but i prefer that sort of three quarters yeah. look. Mm. um but yeah that that year there were uh, how many of us were there uh i think there were three photographers ever the organizer uh rf rf photographer and you got uh ian from planes tv as well who was mm. sort of sticking his head out the side so i think it, it would have been about Actually, I, I can't. I'd say about five, six, about five foot, the the, the cargo door, maybe. Um, mm. So the just imagine so many people sticking their heads out and, and cameras out like that. 
the first thing, you know, safety is paramount. It, it really is. Uh, and mm. that came across. It still does come across. That is the most important thing. Um, you might not think it when they're strapping uh, Coca-Cola crate bottles inside, uh, Coca-Cola plastic crates inside the plane for you to actually oh. sit on <laughs> while, you, <laughs> while you're in there. Um, but, yeah, very well organised. Um, we went up on Thursday uh, and there was a bit of a miscommunication with air traffic control that year. So we were hoping to get the Czech Air Force, um, Gripen and Alkers, but they'd already landed at Shawbury. So we didn't realise till we flew over Shawbury and saw them on the ground. It's like, what the hell are they doing down there? They're supposed to be up here. <laughs> um, so we went back to Halfpenny Green. Uh, we managed to get the uh, Czech Casa, the, the sport aircraft, which was good. Some nice, some nice passes nice. there. Um, and then that was pretty much it for the Thursday. Um, the sense was twenty nineteen. It was a quite a wet year. Uh, we had P mm. three uh, on the Friday, and then everything was rained off. Uh, and that was supposed to be it. But actually, we managed to get flying on Saturday, and we got uh, the Czech Alkers and uh, the Spitfire as well, which was really good. Nice. Uh, and then, uh, as an added bonus, uh, on the Monday, we got some of the departures. So got the display grip and... Uh, what else did we get? Uh, Slovak Let, uh, TBM mm-hmm. 700, mm-hmm. Uh, and Irish Air Corps as well. Um yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I suppose, yeah, bitten, bitten by the bug, really. So, missed a couple of years because of COVID, um, had a chance to go again last year, and I thought, well, yeah, why not? Um, it was somewhat shorter, so we were only flying on the Friday before, um, but it was completely different to how it was before. Um I suppose in terms of aircraft uh, as well, but I think the organisation as well, everything was, it was a very compacted show. Um, we got everything mm. sort of all together in one go, so it felt a, a lot slicker than sort of drawn out as it was before. Um, but yeah, like I say, you, you're up there, uh, they're a very professional crew. Uh, you, there's pilot called Bruce who we've had, or hope will be uh, here again this year. And we got uh, Darren, Lewington, who's doing air, air traffic control coordination uh, as well up there. Um, so essentially, you just fly uh, a, a race circuit between yeah. uh, well, between Telford and Bridge North, really. Um, so you get some shots in the sun, some shots that are yep. in shadow. Uh, but last year, the, the biggest thing for me, we had the Typhoon that joined with us uh, and the French Rafale pair. You, you're flying at height and at speed with no door on the side. You've got cargo netting up there. So we win our seats at the front for centre of gravity and that sort of stuff when we take off. We then have to clamber down to the back of the aircraft. We're all harnessed in, all safety checks, etc. Mm. so nobody can fall out. Get the netting down and that's it. And I just remember over the noise of everything out there, the typhoon coming, it was so loud, unbelievably loud. And you just wouldn't think it when you can just imagine... Flying mm. with nothing, you know, with nothing on the side of a yeah. plane, but just the noise. And I mean, yeah, it really well organised. You know, trying to communicate, get to where the shots were, and you know, all the pilots really accommodating. But it, it was as if you could just stick your hand out and touch it. As sometimes it was, it was that close. And it's just. I was going to ask. Um, sorry to interrupt you. In terms of will the obviously it's up to the pilots of the aircraft, depending on if it's a fast jet or a transport aircraft or whatever. Is there, is there a, an element of you want them to do certain stuff or do they just fly alongside and what you get is what you get sort of thing? Um, well, yeah, this is the other side of it, which I think a lot of people don't see. Uh, and I, I saw it firsthand, but we take it for granted, really. The the organisation that goes in behind the scenes. I remember on the Saturday, the first year I did it, 2019, um, we sat down with the Czech Alka pilots and... Uh, the Spitfire display pilot whose name escapes me. What's his name? Doesn't really matter. It's, it's bugging me. Anyway, we sat down, going through exactly what we wanted, uh, doing diagrams and everything, and just the fine detail, almost yeah. as you would do with the display. Um, Ever, who runs Iron Bird, is uh, <laughs> he, he's really to the point with everything. You know, no stone is unturned, and especially from a safety point of view as well. Um, to the point where we've got everything taped down on our cameras so lenses don't fall out of planes and, and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. 
but which has happened yes allegedly um yeah just the amount of organization that he does before the show getting in touch with the teams um you know he will confirm who is happy to do what it is really good really thorough in terms of the organization and so you unless you were there you wouldn't really see what goes on it isn't just a case of you go up there's somebody with a white glove saying up down back a bit that sort of stuff you know there's yeah. constant radio communication they know what the score is they know how long they've got um you know in, in some times some cases it can be as, as little as three or four minutes to get something and right. it, do, it doesn't mm. feel like that yeah it, it's it, it is really good to do it um i think i'm gonna have to find some rich relatives to actually sort of Murder. Doing nothing for <laughs> to do it, uh, you know, again. Ian's year. snuff movie. Yeah, <laughs> just, just well, tread carefully. So, but yeah, this is this that, is the thing sort of, because that does lead on. So, but we have worth bear in mind. You know, he's talking as punters, talking about something like the aviation photo crew. You know, the prices they do for something like Riyadh, granted, massive show. Granted, that's the better part of four days air to air flying. And but the prices there well. run eight, nine thousand pounds. Yeah. So you've got people who will be paying ten grand, better part of, mm. to do these air-to-air photos. Now, and really having to choose words carefully, just a to get the point across best, and b, you know, not to sound like full of sour grapes or whatever. But <laughs> the the complaint that tends to get levelled against that is that. You're paying all that money at, to do what with the photos? Because certainly the majority of those people, all they're really doing with them is putting, you know, they're staying them on their hard drives. And obviously, bear in mind, you know, put in perspective, Ian, your photos go into our Cosford review, and and we use them in 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 our in our posts and whatever you car. People just, you know, sometimes people are paying that much money just to post these photos on Facebook. I think, I'm sure I've I've heard somewhere as well that they won't allow you to use your photographs. They claim them as theirs. I've heard that. So you pay all that money. How do you mean? And you literally can't use your photos because you sign a contract. I've I've heard that. that. I I wouldn't, you know, want to state that that's the case or not. Um, But. For me, it's an it's an I don't understand what it is. You, having never done it, and and I know you were waxing lyrical about it. I don't understand what it is you're getting out of that much money. I'm no doubt, fantastic, unbelievable experience, and obviously they are good photos, in you know impressive photos. But the amount of money that you've spent on that, granted, you know, ten grand to some people in the world is is pocket change. Some people, very few people, but some people make that in space of a second but you know you've paid a lot a lot a lot of money to do what with your photos you know what what are you actually getting out of it the experience obviously i'm sure and you can pay tens of thousands of pounds to do something like go to antarctica or drive a formula one car drive a formula <laughs> one car or you know there were the people who, you know was it 25 grand to go up in the mig 29 back when you could yeah. do that and all of that but to me i i, I personally don't see the return on it and I I do wonder what what it is, and I'd love to hear it. When you're paying that much money, what you're getting out of it? Uh, bear in mind that you can't use your photos, possibly can't use your photos. You can't sell them on. Um, all of the major usage I think is done by I am um, not I am, but uh, aviation photo crew. Like they're the ones that do it. And anecdotally, and purely anecdotally, I've heard that they tend to get the best spots anyway and most of the people are sort of behind you know at the back of the ramp and the back of the, the cabin and all of that and the, the choices spots tend to go to again purely anecdotally tend to go to the organizers and some of the people who are not paying for it should we say um and i don't get it i don't get that to give my own personal feelings on it for me that kind of photography is what i would call pay to win mm. um there's nothing wrong with that because it's people's money. They can do what they want and it's a valid product that's out there. But I tend to want to feel a sense of achievement from my photography. And as someone 
not everyone can do this, of course, and, and this is me blowing smoke up my own ass. As someone who has arranged base visits and some fantastic opportunities with air forces and can sort of, you know, I, I have my own, you know, I have my own work that I can, that I can base stuff off. To me, I, I wouldn't feel a sense of achievement doing that. I, I wouldn't, and don't take this the wrong way. And, you know, we, this is, we've had this discussion more than once in the group chat. For me, there's, I, I don't feel a sense of achievement from it. Like, uh, partic- particularly that much money. Um, you know, if it was a couple of hundred quid, it's a different matter maybe. But spending nine, nine grand, I would just feel like, well, I've not done anything to achieve this. I've not had to put any work into making this happen. I've just paid money. Someone else has done all the work. It's like for me, it's like going on safari, but someone is going and dumping the the animals out the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think and that's that's a good. Analogy, I have to actually. admit, if I if I can go further, and this is where people will say it's sour grapes, and you know you're just jealous, and there will of course there will be people listening to this who've probably done it and are thinking, oh, he's just jealous. Oh, if he had the money, he would do it in a heartbeat. And I can assure you, I wouldn't, even if I did have the money. Like I, I absolutely genuinely would not want to do it paying for it but it does feel like as someone maybe who is i feel like in a in a able to to try and arrange stuff like that it, it kind of dries up opportunities that maybe people journalists and people who are doing that sort of stuff might have been able to do otherwise that can't because the pilots and the air forces and that are just getting all their photos through this that they don't even have to put you know any arrangement of their own into it etc etc um can't prove that and that's just sort of a feeling and it's something maybe i think maybe happens but obviously i can't you know there's nothing to say that that's actually the case but it it, it does it does just yeah it, it it's a, for me it's a lack of a, a, not a sense of achievement in having done it now not everyone needs a sense of achievement i'm only talking about my own personal feelings mm. um and not everyone has to agree with me not everyone will agree with me uh, but i think I think it's justifiable to call it pay to win and it certainly does not that anyone has the right to do air to air photography it's not like a human right or anything but it does obviously lock lock a lot of stuff out I've no doubt it's very expensive to put on but it locks a lot of people out of those stuff um not again to emphasize no one has the right to it no one is entitled to it um but yeah it it, it has become this sort of elite industry in the hobby um that a lot yeah. of people seem to do a lot of times some yeah. people do once or twice and obviously most people never do um and if i i mean again it's turning a bit of a, a rant but <laughs> oh, to make one to make for one minutes. point that has sort of occurred to me the last just the last couple of months or the last few months that you know going back 20 25 years when it was katsu doing the air to air photography and you had some photos like Jamie Hunter's stuff coming out and they were mo- and even going further back you know 1670s they had stuff from RAF photographers and that or your John Dib stuff and they were spectacular and people were wowed by them because they were unique and no one bar a very select incredibly talented few would, would be able to produce this stuff and now i feel like every single air show certainly every single major air show in europe and america now and it's 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 spreading it's it's happening in america has all these photos coming out to the point that i don't even think they're that special anymore because you just see them everywhere and in in certain hobby certain communities half the people there have done it and are posting those photos and it's like well they, they don't stand out anymore i think there, um, there are still, everyone's got them i think there are some that still stand out if you can tell a John Dibbs photo a mile off. Absolutely. Oh, and yeah. a Jamie yeah. Hunter photo, for Absolutely. example. I think with, going back to your point earlier, if people want to pay their money, so be it. I've got no problem mm-hmm. with people doing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, air-to-air I, I, stuff. Yeah, I, I want to stress that as well, yeah. An issue that I have is when air-to-air sorties or whatever you want to call them, especially for Riyadh, when stuff goes to the sky van, and it starts to affect the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Case in point, I, I last year, yes. I think it was the Aviano F-16s. They spent so long behind the sky van, they missed the landing slot, had to go to Bryce, took off from Bryce, and they were holding they for hold. so long because they missed the landing slot, and they were 
at the point getting fuel critical and they got rushed in. Well, and in the, the I think it really came to a head. And again, it's not pointing fingers. And this isn't a case study of examples of where it's gone wrong at air shows. But the Romanian MIGs in 2019, where yeah, yeah. one of them literally just ran out of fuel once it once it had landed, or it, was it in, a point where it couldn't go much further? I think in their defence, I think I asked that when we had Pete Reak on the yeah. podcast a year or two ago. <clears throat> yeah, the MIGs didn't actually go to the sky van. Oh, yeah. Well, edit it that was out, a lot, there was a lot and of it, talk it, of that uh, happening, but it didn't. And to Whoops. to be fair, if something Sorry. runs out of fuel, that's entirely the pilot's fault and not the Skyvan's fault. Because if the one person that's in charge of making sure their plane has enough fuel in, it's the person flying it, and that's not down to the show organisers, and that's not down to the Skyvan. But it is things like if they've spent all the, you know, they've they've put all their fuel in, they've spent it all behind the Skyvan, and then they say can't taxi past. You know, people who pay well, money to, the, to do arrivals yeah. and stuff like that. Well, in the, that the, case, I mean, the, 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 the I can give you an, an exact example of it happening, um, which is slightly different because we were all outside the base; no one was actually inside. But you, you could still feel aggrieved by it. Was the the, the Norwegian Starfighter when it went to Alborg in Denmark in 2018? It it you know we were all the entire crowd. Everyone had gone to the end of the runway to try and catch it arriving because everything was arriving on this particular runway direction and the light was perfect and all of that and it 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 spent so long behind so long behind the sky van like like to the point that they on the radio were saying oh we've 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 spent all of our fuel and we need to come straight in and they had to come straight in at the other end because by the time they'd spent all that time the winter changed or was in the wrong place for them to land on this particular runway so in fact they did one pass as a run and break and then came into land and so actually everyone who was there waiting for it to to land on the ground who had you know were, were standing around until fairly late in the evening missed out on it and it was just the rich few let's be honest you know people with a good amount of money to spend in the sky van who got the photos of it obviously that's not you know that's necessarily the, the, the starfighter pilot's concern and it's not the people in the sky van's concern, and it's not really anyone's concern, but people on the ground can feel aggrieved by the fact that they've missed out so that some people who have paid extraordinary amounts of money have got basically the same photo as everyone else who in that in that plane have got. Um and I think that's that's where some of the resentment comes from. If that's what the sort of things you as not want the one percent um are missing out on and i i know ian's smirking here because you know and this isn't obviously directed at you no 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 but that do, do you see where i'm coming yeah, from is that, yeah. that that's sort of where you can feel aggrieved if you if you are genuinely missing out on stuff on the ground because it's a few you know i, I think elites to, to use a term oh thanks this is this is <laughs> this is why i like costford because it's it, it is very different to to react because it isn't. I don't think it's at the expense of anything else. Um, yeah, because a lot of the stuff you got at Cosford doesn't land at Cosford. Yeah, um, and, yeah, yeah. Stuff that yeah. Stuff we've had. I mean, it, stuff is either at, at Shawbury or you know, it might be at Cosford itself. But it's it's kind of okay. Well, we're here. They may as well come and join us for ten minutes or whatever. That's that, you know, that's kind of what it's like. Um, it, yeah, it operates very differently. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'd love to do Iria. I think I think we all would heart of hearts. Who wouldn't like to be getting constant I'd photos? I do it for free. Precisely. I, there's no way that I would pay that much money to go and do it. Like I say, it, it is one of those things. It's difficult to put the whole experience into words. You know, I try I'm I tried sure. to give an idea of the, you know the the, the the sound, the whole atmosphere, the adrenaline that's going when you you're taking off and coming back in and having to get back out again. Um, yeah, it, it it is tiring, but yeah, it, it is worth it. Before before we wrap up, because it is we are, we are sort of running out of time. Can I? I just want to add one thing that has just occurred to me. To bat, to does lend weight to my argument about it taking opportunities away from, say, actual journalists and actual journalistic outlets, etc. So, um, aviation photo crew are doing. 
a photo shoot with Italian Harriers because they're towards the end of the service. They'll be retired soon and they're, they're billing it as, um, uh, you know, a, a, a photo shoot with the, with the Harrier before they go. Now, that's fine. And there'll be some amazing photos to produce of that. And obviously, the Navy, I'm sure Italian Navy love that because they don't have to worry about the logistics of putting on their own aircraft and putting people into the back of a, a plane and, and all of that, all of that organisation on their end. And fine, I'm not holding that against them. But that commercialises what very likely could have been and should have been, say, something for a proper media event hosted by the Navy in the back of, well, you know, a Hercules, an Air Force Hercules, whatever, or, or something along <coughs> those lines. And you could have had actual, not even saying UCAR or whatever, but actual media outlets with, with proper journalists and proper photojournalists in the back who would be taking that. And instead... And and providing actual coverage, and they would go back, and they would go on actual websites and all of that sort of stuff. And instead, it's going to be done by obviously the navy will have their own photographers on there and all of that. It's going to be done by some very wealthy people, most of whom will post their pictures on Facebook and stick them on their hard drive, and that sort of will be it. And I don't know. I I don't. I think that's fair well not fair but i don't think that's how it should be done i think for something like that it's the wrong know. way to do they, it. They it, might. it 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 shut it, it it ring fences it it keeps it away from people that's where i say it's pay to win you know there are people who and i feel maybe i'm talking about myself to some degree but there are people who work hard trying to build an aviation journalism career working in the media you know becoming good photographers and actually trying to get themselves noticed and try and get themselves in a position where they can legitimately be involved in that kind of thing who get shut out because all you need to be able to do that kind of stuff now is have 10 grand in your bank. Yeah. And that that's where I feel it's it's gone the wrong way. I mean, it, it's, you can't fault them because it is a great commercial opportunity that someone has, has struck upon. Uh, you know, mm. <laughs> however much money they make, uh, and despite the expenses, they, they, they must make a, a fair bit. Oh yeah, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. So you can't fault it from the, the business acumen. But I think there's so many other things, like we say, interesting, interesting subject. I know we wanted to discuss it. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours. I, I think on I, I, I don't know. I, I you know, and I'm sure I'm going to be getting all sorts of hate mail, and you're just bitter, you're just jealous, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But. Uh... Anyway, you know, it's it, it, and and I I try to be as as um not not impartial, but you know, as even-handed as I could be with what is my opinion. But maybe that'll be more one of our more controversial episodes. But thank you for listening to the UK Asia Review podcast. Um, if you've enjoyed it or hated it, share it around, and uh. You know anyone who 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 wants to listen, or maybe you'll think I'll have a good laugh at, our, at, at what we've been saying. Um, we're on social media: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at UK Asia Review. We have a website where you can read all of our reviews uh, of air shows, both UK and overseas, as well as a few feature reports we've done over the years, uh, which is airshows.co.uk. And you can join our forums where we have many discussions like this and more which is forums.airshows.co.uk. Thank you for listening and see you in another episode. Goodbye.